Hello, Fantasy Disc Golf fans, and welcome to Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. I am your host, Matthew Williams, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill Disc Days. I'd like to officially welcome you to episode number 11 of Chill Disc Days. And on today's episode, before we get ready for draft season, before we got the uh, draft guy dropping in a few days, on January 15th, uh, we have the fantasy feature card. So I put out a uh, little poll out there on Twitter trying to gauge a name for a My Guys episode. You know, you've heard like the old man slash old or the old man squad for Dan Bespris, his guys he's really targeting. Uh, I know on like other fantasy shows, they have a My Guys, the guys we are really targeting for fantasy this year. So I put a poll out there for a name. I had uh, Chill Disc Dudes and Dudettes, the Ace Runs, but ultimately the fantasy feature card led the way. So I, I dig it. Uh, we're going to roll with that as the title for this segment. And these, these are going to be some people that I'm really looking at to provide excellent fantasy value in the in the uh, rounds that we are really targeting them at as well. Um, we're doing this at a, uh, a little tricky time. You know, there is uh, still plenty of news breaking. We just had the Discraft Elite Team announced yesterday, which was super stacked. And I know a lot of people are still dropping their schedules. But Johnny V mentioned that the, you know, skip ace drafts will be opening next week. And with, you know, draft season being in full swing, I was just trying to get this stuff out really as early as possible. So we can really start getting into into draft mode for for a good month um, between really when skip ace launches and between Las Vegas challenge kicks off. So I figured why not uh, get started with the fantasy feature card now and then we can always course correct adjust give you guys some updates on um, where we're maneuvering and then when the uh, draft guy drops Sunday it's going to be a uh, big day we got a lot of content in there that we will definitely probably drop an episode and just kind of dive into that uh, a little bit more Uh, just a little shout out I am doing a disc giveaway on Instagram and Twitter I got a Calvin Heimberg Halo Destroyer on Twitter and a Baby Yoda Discraft ESP Buzz on Instagram. So uh, get yourself uh, get yourself get yourself qualified. Give it a uh, pretty simple like and tag, you know, all that good stuff for the socials. But get yourself a chance at one of those discs. Just trying to um, hype up the draft guide before it drops on Sunday. Get people excited for fantasy disc golf right around the corner. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the fantasy feature card. And the way I have it broken down for this first year, um, I'm doing it break. I'm breaking it down by by tens. You know, so like the top ten, ten to twenty, twenty to thirty, kind of like what rounds um, to give an idea of what rounds I'm targeting these players. And I am going to give an MPO and FPO pick for each round so we got a lot to get into we're going to start off and i'm going to start off with my first pick of the fantasy feature card i'm going to go with Paige pierce i had her as my number one overall fantasy player last year i'm putting her as my number one pick to really emphasize how much i think she needs to be picked over krista tatar as your number one overall pick just because of that total Total fantasy value. I mean, she played every single skip base event last year. She won the European Open and the Champions Cup Major, Texas States, OTB Open, Preserve. Average finish of 5.6. I had her a bit ahead of Gannon Burr for the second place overall. So I just think Paige is just so safe. She's a proven champion she's making all the events so i just think in terms of fantasy i don't really need to say too much about her accolades i just think she's really the clear number one fantasy pick this year so i'm putting her number one just because i think she's got to be taken over Kristen, and i wanted to emphasize that 
with her as the number one pick of the fantasy feature card. And the uh, MPO pick, I'm going with Matty O as a top 10 pick. I have him kind of near the back end of the top 10, but Simon Lazat had the magical year last year with the four elite series. And Matty O has yet to win that that elusive first elite series major. I'm, I'm picking Matty O as like my magical year candidate. I'm probably not going four elite series and majors, but I'm going to, I'm going to say two. I don't know which ones they're going to be yet. Um, I haven't done like a projections in terms of like, you know, finish per tournament, but dude, I think he's going to have a really like special year. He's had an average finish of 14.53 in 58 elite series and majors um, four podiums, 24 top 10s, 42 top 20s. Some of his recent finishes second at 2022 GMC, third at Worlds last year, fourth at 2021 MVP Open, second at 2021 States. So he's been knocking on the door for the last couple of years. Last time he was really in the hunt was back at like 2015. He got third at Disc Golf Hall of Fame Classic, fourth at KC Wide Open in 2012. I mean, he's been around for a minute. He's experienced. Last couple of years, he's been knocking on the door. His average finish was, like, if you take out the DNF, he actually had the number one average finish. He just had that uh, appendicitis that knocked him out of a lot of events last year, at least at the start. But I think, you know, with Paul ramping his schedule back with that European swing, he's trying to do, dude, I just think Matteo. You know, this is why we do the uh, My Guy segment. It's the players that you really want to draft, the ones that you love, and you got to love you some Matty. Oh, roll tide. You got to love the way he plays, the energy he brings. And I just want to have him on my team this year. And I think, you know, he's worthy of a top 10, top 10 pick. So um, he is going to be definitely one of the guys I'm targeting towards the, towards the back end of the top 10 for sure. And then for picks 10 to 20, I am going with the aforementioned recently minted Discraft Distance duo of Holland Hanley and Anthony Barella in the 10 to 20 range. Uh, you heard they were on skip base last night and they were both mentioned like full seasons. Um, Holland was going to miss the European stretch, which if you play it right, you can get a nice streamer to fill it in. So. Honestly, if she's making all the other elite seniors and majors, I don't even really um, disc, yeah, discount the European stretch. So she was at 11 skip base events last year and uh, was the 27th fantasy player. Anthony Borello was the 37th ranked fantasy player. And, and this was according to my estimations that I will be um, releasing with the draft guide, kind of how I calculated the fantasy rankings. But I had Anthony Borello at 37 last year. Holland Hanley at 27, and they both were, you know, under, let's see, Anthony Barella was at 12 skip base events for an average finish of 25.8. So, I mean, if he would have bumped that up to like 16, which I think he said him and uh, Adam are projected to make it to like the PCS and European Open he would have been like your 16th ranked player, would have jumped up like 21 spots if making it to 16 events. So, I mean, he sounded like he was trying to make like every event said maybe missing one. So that's kind of the 16 events. And then so with an average finish of 25.8 as well, you have room to grow from there. So you're talking about room to grow on the events played room to grow on the average finish he's liking the new venom he's got he's got new plastic uh i mean I, I just think yeah his his fantasy value is gonna bump up huge from last year from that 37th place finish uh you could really see him you know crack top 10 at the end of the year if you know if he was 16 with that you know same average finish as last year yeah if you bump up the average finish and his events played to 16 for sure he could be crap uh cracking top 10 so i think 10 to 20 is a is a good spot you know if he was in the 
around 16 last year if you bump his events played i think 10 to 20 you're you're looking at that being a good spot to target him holland kind of the same way i mean she was at she was even better she was at 27 with what 11 events played you know she's and she's saying she's getting more distance so i mean that just provides such a huge advantage you got to love her like mindset she's a former volleyball player so elite athleticism uh engineering student so i mean just hearing her talk with uh johnny v and terry oh my god yeah she's she's a she's a smart lady i've heard her doing commentary a few times as well so she's got a great brain for the game and like elite athleticism so if she's got a full schedule what more do you want so i mean you're talking about this was really the big question mark in terms of their fantasy value was how many events played they're going to be at and luckily that they answered that for us uh last night on, on smashbox so dude full tours it's going to be huge for anthony and holland so definitely excited to see more of them next year so i mean 10 to 20 could be too low could be too low but that's where i got them for now 20 to 30 I got starting off Alden Harris. Uh, Alden was your 21st ranked fantasy player last year. And he was just like, I got him. I had mentioned to Johnny V. I got him off waivers, just super slept on. You know, he just doesn't have the big distance, you know, as the other guys. So he doesn't get as much attention. But he had a, a nice battle, battle at Goat Hill with Luke Sampson that he pulled out and you know, it was just super solid and um, him him being with Gannon and Isaac, you know, kind of the iron sharpens iron philosophy. He's just going to keep getting better. And he had mentioned on Smashbox as well on his offseason having that kind of like sister who's a trainer, nutritionist can help him uh, with his like offseason workout program. So, I mean, if he, dude, if he's adding distance, that's really you know, I'm sure everybody knows that's really what he's looking to unlock. You know, a lot of people you're like, oh, man, if they just get the putting figured out, they'll be so good. But him is he just needs a little bit more distance and he will be solid. So I like him in the 20 to 30 range. If he was at 21 last year, he's getting more distance, more experience, and he's probably going to be slept on. I just feel like he's a safe pick to at least reach fantasy value last year. So I mean, when we're in the second to third to fourth rounds, you know, you can go for those home runs if you want. But I like hitting that double with Alden. Like, I just feel like he's for sure going to put up, a, like, value in the 20s next year at least. So, I think he's just a super safe pick. I, I like Alden. I like taking him in this range. And for the FPO side, I have the Finnish duo I got Evelina Solonen and Henna Blomrus. Uh, they will both. I see. I saw Evelina's schedule. She will be bumping up closer to the twelve events played, and at let's see, it was like she was at nine last year, and she still managed a twenty fifth place ranking. So, if you're bumping that, she was at ten skip base events played. And she managed a 25th. So if you give her a couple more events, she bumps up to like your 18th place player. So top 20 if she's bumped up to 12 events. So um, 20 to 30, I think people will be kind of, you know, off put by the events played and maybe not be as keen to take them top 20, but they. If she's at 12 events, for sure, you're looking at top 20 upside. So in the 20 to 30 range, I think that's great value. Hannah, kind of the same way. We'll see if she can get her events played up. But really, with both of them, they have so much upside, kind of with like AB and the events played. If they get those events played up, you know, so much potential there. But also just the average finit, like they're putting, you know, um, Evelina, for sure, more so. But just getting that putting up, they could for sure see just, you know, more podium finishes and getting that average finish up. So just a lot of potential on both of their end to 
increased fantasy value in terms of events played and average finish if they just unlock a little bit of their game and uh, play in the States a little bit more. 30 to 40, we have Albert Tam. Um, Albert Tam ranked second in PPI last year, but I like Albert in this range. He was like 44th last year in fantasy value, but he made every single skip base event for an average finish of 34.7. And he's another guy kind of like uh, Evelina them. If he gets that putt figured out, dude, just unlocks a ton of potential. And and he had an interview with uh, Chain Clankers talking about kind of his offseason focus of filming his, his putt and just really getting that dialed in. So I think he's a guy, you know, he's making every single event. I like players... For sure, early. I'm thinking this year, I'm playing a pretty safe. Um, I mean, like I, I like I mentioned the Finnish duo who play half the events. I'm fine taking them, but for sure, gravitate towards players who are going to make it to almost every single event and who have upside in their average finish. So, you know, if he's bumping up into the 20s, getting that putt figured out because you already know he can throw. You know, he just has a lot of upside to crack the 20s or 30s you know he was hovering around mid 40s so i like him i like taking the swing on him uh in the in the 30 to 40 range to to reach that fantasy value and then the fpo pick i have is macy villadiaz she is another one i really want to see what her schedule is like but i'm comfortable betting on the person and the talent, um, I've liked what I've seen from her so far. And um, she was the 47th ranked player in 11 skip base events. Average finish of 14.5. So that's where I'm like, I want to see that schedule. But I think 47, you know, if she bumps up to 12, 13 skip base events, I think she'll definitely be good value in the 30 to 40s. And I definitely like the upside with Macy. So I think uh, she is you know, Albert and Mason, I think, are people who definitely have upside I like to target. Albert has the consistency with the events. Macy, if she gets more events next year, definitely going to be looking at the schedule for sure. Could definitely push in a, a higher upside for sure if she's playing more. So uh, 40 to 50, I got some safer players. This is kind of where, you know, like you target your your safer middle mid-round players. You could take upswings for sure. But this is kind of where I like to target my like Tobias Harris's. And speaking of Tobias Harris, I got Andrew Presnell. I think he is the fantasy equivalent of Tobias Harris. I had him ranked as the 34th player last year. So I like taking him 40 to 50. I think um, taking him 30 to 40, you know, you're kind of limiting the fantasy like value you get with him at that spot. I think you can kind of like hope that you're league mates sleep on him a little bit and get some fantasy value with a top 50 pick but he's just super solid been playing for discraft for a bit and uh from missouri so um, i just really like his game he was extremely solid he had an average finish of 28.5 over 14 skip base events was you know, top me was 11th in fairway hits, you know, top 100 in both the throwing categories, 83% C1X putter. So just a solid all-around player, um, 10.25 rated. He played 14 skip base events, so he'll be there for a majority of the season. So I just think he's a extremely solid guy around the 40 to 50 range who will most likely be slept on in your leagues and, and can be a nice value in this range uh and then on the fpo side i got jennifer allen um just a vet i just like her attitude i I like her form i like the reach back she just was at the australian open and won that and i like her schedule with the finish duo of evelina and henna um i've talked a little bit i believe about combo picks um, just like picks where the schedules match up super well. And, you know, like Paul Macbeth is going to miss some time this year. I think Logan Harpool is a good combo pick um, with him to fill in for some of his events. But 
um, Jennifer Allen and the Finnish duo. So like Henna and Evelina Mist, Jonesboro, DDO, OTB Open, Portland Open. Like that stretch after the Champions Cup major. Jennifer Allen, who only played 10 skip base events, played all four of those events for an average finish at 10.5. So Jennifer Allen, 10 events last year, 10.9 average finish. She played Ledgestone, which the Finnish duo missed. You know, the Finnish duo played European Open, which Jennifer Allen missed. So I just think their uh, schedules align real well. I like Jennifer Allen as a great combo pick. Average finish of 10.5. So we're talking like a power player when you align those two players. You're essentially, with these combo picks, you're essentially making like one great roster slot with the either Evelina Henna and Jennifer Allen because their schedules really don't you know coincide too much you're basically getting one player for the two and I like it because you're that average finish is an elite player and you can hopefully fill in the rest with some more consistent players who provide you know extra value that will we'll target later like your Andrew Presnell's or in the 50 to 60 range, we'll go there. Rebecca Cox, um, she's someone who is out there consistently and I think has upside to push her average finish up. So uh, the good segue. Oh, I am getting better at this podcasting thing. Um, 50 to 60, Rebecca Cox. So her game kind of reminds me of, I said a mix of Isaac Robinson and Katrina Allen. She's got like that, uh, I said that, just like walk up and deliver approach, just, you know, just all business, get it up there and rip it. And then she's got like that deep, you know, kind of hyzer putt that Katrina Allen does between her legs. So uh, I just liked her game. She was at the, she was the 55th ranked player Last year, average finish at 20.5 and 15 skip base events. So um, I think, yeah, if you get her in this range again, like the 50 to 60, you know, I, I might even target her for 50. It's depending on what the uh, draft board's looking like. and and uh, But I do like her in this range to like at least another one of those safe picks, at least reach the fantasy value that she got last year with uh, upside for sure to surpass it i think she just re-signed um, with latitude 64 so she should you know unlike a lot of these uh, players who are switching things up this offseason have some familiarity with her bag so i like her game i like uh, she's got the upside and a talent to like get that average finish up into the teens and and higher so she's making all the events i i do like plug and play players that have high average finish upside um, and then the other person I have in this range, Big Germ. I got Big Germ. He was ranked, I had 50th last year, made every single skip base event. Again, kind of reemphasizing that mid-round theme. I like the players who make a lot of the events. And, you know, you know, does he have, you know, the upside to like be a top 25 player? I don't know if he has like a ton of upside to do more than what he's doing, but if he does what he does. If he does what he did last year, making every event average finish around 36, um, I think like he's going to provide great fantasy value. Uh, people, you know, kind of I don't want to say uh, hate on his game, but you know he's a he's a goof. He's a he's a big goof, and uh, maybe people just sleep on his actual disc golf game. But yeah, average finish 36.3, hit a great ace, you know, last year at uh, Emporia. So, you know, I think he's still got it. He just got married this offseason. So I'm sure him and Jules are going to be feeling good. He's obviously loves doing commentary his career. So, I mean, you always want to draft people that you like. I like Big Germ. I like what he does uh, for the game. He got, he's got a lot of energy. He brings a lot of good energy to the sport. So 50 to 60, repeat of last year's fantasy value, making most of the events. I dig it. 60 to 70. I got, I might say her last name wrong, Sai Ananda. Uh, she had, she's going to be a little bit of a uh, kind of a wild card swing pick here in this range, but I like the upside. And, and this is a spot where I'm fine taking an upside swing. 
She was she got seventh at USWDGC in 2022, got 10th or placed top 10 in Worlds and USWDGC in 2021, had two skip base events last year for an average finish of 19.5. Um, and it sounds like she's going to be a full-time touring member of the West Side Dis Warlords team next year. So this is another situation where I'm not entirely sure what her schedule's supposed to be like, but at this spot with an average finish of top 20 in the majors, like the ones where those are the the majors, those are the <laughs> those are the ones that you know, you got the most competitors trying to win, so I just think that kind of upside is huge. I've seen a little bit of her game and um, she seems solid. She's got like a nice little floaty shot, like controlled shot. I So we'll see um, more of her hopefully next year. And I just think with that kind of upside, um, I'm willing to take a, a swing on her like in this 60 to 70 range. Looks like she's out of the Washington area. Um, so, yeah, hopefully see more of her game. I think this is a good spot to take a swing on her. Uh, speaking of take a swing, I got Luke Sampson and he... Like his fantasy value last year was just inside the top 100. He made 16 skip base events for an average finish of 49.1. But uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna try to, to like repeat too many uh, of my breakout candidates. But I will reemphasize uh, Luke Sampson. And I made a post how much I just like the Berg. I think it's a cheat disc. I I just got one. At the start of the year, my girlfriend's had a Berg for a while, and I just got one, and I absolutely love it. I think it's a cheat code, and I think that I just like his work ethic. I like his personality, his charisma. They had mentioned him training with uh, Ricky in the uh, off season. I had mentioned it on the breakout episode, and yeah, I just think his work ethic and talent. I think uh, you know he was 99th in fantasy rankings last year so i'm fine you know taking a swing on him in the 60 to 70 range i think his average finish will probably bump up into the 30s if i had to guess so making 16 skip base events that is a for sure top 50 top 50 upside for next year i think for luke so uh, a guy i really want to have on my team um is, is for sure luke sampson and then also in oh okay we moving on to the uh, 70 to 80 range uh, another kind of like upside pick I have is Raven Newsom, um, another guy that I just like his charisma. He but he has high upside. Uh, twenty twenty one, eighteen elite series and majors, average finish of thirty one point eight nine. So already shown the potential for the for the um, top thirty average. And I like Gavin Rathbone just posted his schedule and it's looking pretty full. But, like, his injury history scares me a little more than uh, Raven's. Like, a, he had a torn shoulder labrum, whereas Raven we've just had, like, an elbow strain. But, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a risk. But I think, like, Raven, you know, I probably won't swing on him too much higher than this spot. But, yeah, 70 to 80, I think, is a nice a nice spot where I'm, take, I'm willing to take a swing on him. Um, if he can hopefully get up to the 30s or maybe early 40s and, and just make all the events. Um, it's kind of what I'm looking for at that spot with that kind of upside. Uh, and then 70 to 80, I got Cynthia uh, Ricky Adi, and she's super young. She probably should be taking taken ahead of this, but I had her ranked 77th last year, so kind of the... 70 to 80 range she probably should be pushed higher you know she was the she was the um 2018 uh female junior 18 world champion 20 years old dating Kyle Klein so you know he's a you know big germ always talks about how he's just like throwing the disc around all the time so just has a love for the game I'm sure being around uh Kyle just kind of kind of soaks up some of that love for the game I'm sure she has it for herself as well but um, I just think for this spot, another player who's going to make a ton of events and is super young and has the um, upside for sure to bump that average finish up to to get that fantasy value. 
up as well. Going to the 80 to 90 range, uh, I'm going to start off with Casey White. I had him as the 75th ranked player last year. So this is kind of a little low on Casey, but I feel like he might have got like slept on a little bit last year. Like he kind of, I want to say it was like a down year, but had an average finish of 43.7 over 15 skip base events. So I think um like I, I kind of talked with this with Luke and I don't know how much weight you should actually play into it, place into it, but I really like the Discmania plastic and I really like Casey White as a person. That tilt baby uh, video and he's just a high upside guy. He's always like you always see him in the crowd, just kind of like cheering his friends on. So um, I think you know he makes a lot of the events. He is a solid uh, C2 putter, um, 80% C1X putter. So I think um, a lot of his might just be like OB and and getting inside the circle more. Uh, but I think he's he's like 75 seems almost like a worst case scenario. So we're in the um, 80 to 90. Yeah, 75 seems like a worst case. So I mean, if you can scoop him in the 80 to 90 range. I just think it's just a check mark win. You know, it's not going to be a huge upside top 50. I mean, he could. I mean, he's he's shown uh, potential, but I think uh, for sure 80 to 90, you're getting the top 75 potential guy, uh, top 75 potential player. And then uh, Erica Stinchcomb, uh, one half of your two hot geese. Her fantasy value was down. It was like in the 140s um, last year. And, and a lot of that is the waiver replacement value um, that we used for the uh, male and female division. And and we will uh, dive more into that on on the uh, draft guide in terms of how we calculated these rankings with the uh, waiver replacement values. But she was, you know, hovering a little bit above that waiver replacement value average finish around like 33. So her fantasy ranking... 166 last year but i just think that could be an indicator more of the uh, ranking metric than actual like fantasy value i just think um like this range is a nice spot to take her like she's mentioned just working on her fundamentals i believe she's like a personal trainer as well so got like an athletic build and and definitely with the commentary she seems very um witty and funny and it's got a good brain for the game so i just think she's a person where it's like looking at the fantasy value like i feel like she should be taken higher almost but i mean 32.8 you know she's she's mentioned she has a lot of work to do and I, but she seems like pretty driven and so this is a situation where i'm just kind of betting on the person you know to for sure for sure surpass her fantasy value and she looks like she's making the switch to from west side to clash this in 2023 so new bag uh evan smith's on clash i kind of like some of the uh the um plastic there even though i haven't thrown it like just the names and stuff but i think yeah she's a person where i kind of want to just bet on the person i think you know she will be we'll see if she ends up in the uh top like 100 is basically what I'm banking on as I kind of narrow down <clears throat> as I kind of narrow down this like fantasy evaluation and just see where her fantasy value actually ends up ends up for next year because uh, I think she should be worthy of a top 100 pick but according to the fantasy rankings last year that was not the case but I'm betting on the person in the 80 to 90 range for this year uh, 90 to 100 I got Kevin Kiefer, I talked about him on the fantasy breakouts again, just betting on the person. But he's he's a guy where the schedule is favorable. I believe he's signed with Latitude 64 again. And he, you know, he's he's from the Florida area, so he should have a nice offseason of training. Should be making it to more events. He's getting experience on tour. So I think him with the fantasy value he had a 133 ranking with an average finish of 53.5 which was a little bit back from that 
average uh, fantasy value that we had for or average waiver replacement value that we had for the NPO side. So uh, I think he's a guy that has just shown uh, he, he's getting experience. Like sometimes that first few years on tour is is just getting uh, a few reps in, getting that experience, exposure to the courses, getting used to the tour life. And I just really like his uh, charisma, his attitude. And it seems like he definitely favors his uh, backhand, um, which is fine. So we'll see how his overall game develops. I'm willing to take a swing on him in this spot. All right. And then next up on the uh, 90 to 100 range on the FPO side, we have uh, Hannah. And uh, I've tried to look up her last name. I didn't want to butcher it, but it looks like they avoided saying it as well. So I'm not even going to try, but she is the uh, lady friend of Chris Clemens. Uh, solid, solid game. I've just seen some uh, clips of um, her on Instagram and then uh, a bit of her um, game. It was like the Farragut Open, but um, 33.5, 12 skip ace events last year um 143 was her finish so i think she's someone i'm willing to take an upside swing on to crack the top 100 for next year um seems like you know she's on tour with chris she should be playing a majority of the events and i think she, you know t- last year was her first real season on tour so um always like with that first year getting that getting that experience getting that first year on tour under your belt getting familiar with the courses and tour life you know she's got that out of the way so i just think there's a lot of room to grow on her events played you know i think it can go up from 12 to 15 and i think there's room for the average finish to grow so um, i like her as a really nice upside pick um, to, to crack the top 100 for next year and then a hundred i'm just going to do the 100 plus okay a uh, hundred plus, I've talked about Oivind, and uh, I just really, I have him at a hundred plus for now until I know more about his schedule. Um, I, But I really like his game. If he ends up making it to the States more, um, I think he's going to be a really nice upside pick. He just said something to Luke on one of his rounds where Luke was like, oh, are you going to be munching on birdies today? And Oivind just goes, munching on eagles. So... I love that. I like his game. He's kind of got like that audible snap like Drew and and Colton Montgomery where you just hear the disc come out. And uh, I think he's he's got a solid game and for sure um, will be willing to stream him in his uh, PCS Sula Open, his home course or home country course, have a little home course advantage. And then uh, you should be at the European Open. But sounds like he'll be at the States. I just don't know how many events he's going to be at to really – pinpoints like how high I want to take him right now but I have him at 100 plus because I just don't know if people are really going to be targeting him so I think he's a guy that I'm willing to take after 100 and then and and stash him if I need to we've I've talked a little bit about you know I don't know if Johnny would be too happy with me about talking about this but with the addition of the IR spot I mean you as fantasy managers you got to use the system that's provided so if the only criteria is to lock a player for three weeks, I see no reason why not to try to stash some of these high upside European players at the beginning of the year. If you you know, don't have another injury risk player or if you don't have a lot of streamers um, on your team, or I just think, yeah, use your IR spot to stash someone at the European stretch. I think it's a smart move. Or just another player that you want to hold off on um, for a bit because they don't necessarily need to be injured. It's just uh, stashing them. So I think using that IR spot this year will be super wise. But um, yeah, Oivin could be a guy you could stash. And then another player in the 100 plus I'm looking at. Um, I shouted her out on uh, Twitter in my KC shout out. But I'm going to give it another shout out. Casey Pennington. Uh, I just think, you know, a solid end of the end of the round player to fill in for about half the season um she was kind of around that average waiver replacement value in the 30s so i just really like her as a pick towards the back end of the draft to fill out your fpo roster seems got a solid game so i would like to stream her for sure for like the midwest events you know sounds like she's gonna be at texas 
she's got familiarity with her bag going on a fifth year with Discmania. So um, just a player that I'm looking to have like some consistency at the end. You know, a lot of times you're looking for upside picks, but I think if you can target a player in the 100 plus range that could provide some fantasy value and consistency as well towards the back end of your roster, that's someone you should consider as well. So just finding a nice balance of like upside and consistency, I think is big. And I think Casey can help fill some of that consistency for your squad towards the end of your roster. All right, so we're going to get to a little bit of the end. I got some like luxury hold streamers, and this will be really dependent on like what your league size looks like. So I eventually would like to get to a point where I kind of have a system where I can adjust rankings based on what your A league size is and B your roster size so that you can really narrow down like with this big league size, I need to draft consistency or can you draft high upside streamers? So really finding where that line is between upside and like event consistency will be will be key. So I I'm going to be working on that this year to hopefully develop a kind of tool to filter based on your roster size and then you guys can like shoot me questions on Twitter or whatnot like hey my you know this is my league I am in a 10 person league 10 roster slots you know 6 MPO 4 MPO you know should I who should I should I try to stream or should I you know pick this person and hold them so those are the kind of questions that I'm going to try to be able to answer as a fantasy analyst but for now I'm considering these luxury hold streamers based on just the events that they played last year and just kind of assuming the uh, general depth, I guess, of your rosters. These guys will probably just be luxury holds, but another player I shouted out on the KC segment was Allie Smith. She's going into her second year with DGA, won 2021 and Worlds. Dude, she's got some nice distance. She has a nice blend of forehand and backhand. So I like her as she played four skip base events last year for an average finish of 31.5. Um, so she was ranked like 141 in my estimations, but I think she's got uh, upside to grow. And if she can become kind of like Casey Pennington, where she's making more like half the events in, in the Midwest, then I think you're talking about like a half season starter more so than just like a luxury streamer. But until we see those events played, I think she is a nice, you know, upside streamer to pick. And then, um, you know, if you can stash her, depending on your roster, go for it. And if not, you know, just target her on the uh, waivers. If you do have a free agent budget, I think she's someone you could prioritize um, dropping some major fab on. And then uh, the other one I have is Ezra Robinson. And like just a half hour before I started this, he posted something uh, about his prodigy tour team so super curious to see what his schedule looks like but he was at five events played last year and i just don't want to be on the wrong end of another robinson brothers sleeper so i mean if he is anywhere remotely getting those events played up to like i think isaac was at 11 and um i believe he was in school i don't know if ezra is in school um but yeah he'll be a guy for sure i'm looking to stream slash stash like i'm yeah just keep them on my bench plug them in because i think he has a ton of room to grow um, on that average finish and then i have draft and stash for either you know we talked about that european stretch um in the pcs sula open using the ir spot to draft this player at the beginning of the year and just keep them in that ir spot to the european stretch or, you know, maybe for other reasons, draft and stash. But I have leading the way, Christian Kuosa. Um, We'll call him the specimen after what uh, Brian Earhart called him. But, you know, I've seen uh, his his uh, YouTube video talking about form. And for sure, it's real clean um, using a lot of the hips and the legs. And he had of eight. Um, he played one event, had an eighth place finish at the European Open, but he did finish ninth at the PCS Sula Open, which will be an elite series. So you're talking about top 10 at two events. So I think if you want to stash him, get yourself a top 10 player 
uh, I think he'd do it. So I really like him stashing him for the PCS Sula and European Open for, you know, a lot of these guys who don't make it to the Europe stretch. And then your other draft and stash that I like for this year, I'm going, I don't want to get too controversial. I'm going with Natalie Ryan. Um, like just listening to that Ulti World episode and the the report, um, you know, I'm not super confident that that ruling is going to stand the whole year. I just think, you know, if if things change and she ends up playing, that is just, you know, ridiculous upside that you could get just out of nowhere. You know, you take Natalie with the last pick of your draft. She played 12 skip base events last year for an average finish of 14.2. So with 12 skip base events was a top 40 player was ranked 38th. So, you know, just like if you have an IR spot, you didn't get one of the, you know, European uh, stashes that, that uh, we were really targeting, or you didn't get another player, another stash target that we had. And it's the last pick of your draft. You know, like, why not pick Natalie Ryan, stick her in your eye, our spot, see what happens, and then just pick another player off uh, waivers to fill the end of your roster. Um, and then, you know, if if someone gets injured or you need to use that IR spot, just, you know, drop her, no big deal. I'm sure, you know, that I don't know what the, I don't know what number to give you, like the chances that that PDGA ruling is going to get rescinded. But, like, imagine the kind of, like, revenge tour, um, like I kind of think Nico, I I had strong uh, thoughts about Nico going into this year, but with him and Cat breaking up, I don't know. He seemed uh, really, really gung ho about her, and I just like I went from him being like, "Oh, dude, he's gonna be on a revenge tour and just crush it this year," to kind of being like, "I don't know. Like, I feel like he's gonna be a little bit heartbroken. I'm not gonna lie." I think Nico was feeling cat a lot, and I think he's going to be a little heartbroken. I don't know the details of what went down, but I think he will be a little heartbroken. Oh, yeah, but going back to Natalie, um, like imagine that kind of revenge season, you know, if she's back competing. So um, I just think it's a interesting upside pick, you know, to stash. I just think why not? And just feel free to drop her, you know, if you need the spot. So you got nothing really to lose. And... I did, yeah, I was going to have a weird vibe segment. <laughs> Nico was on it, and Kat is kind of the same way. Um, like, Kat, you know, she, because with the My Guys, you're kind of like targeting a certain player in a round of other players. So like, Holland Hanley, for example, you're kind of considering her around Kat Merch. You're considering her around like Ella Hansen. And I like Ella Hansen a lot. Um, she for sure would be. And I think they're really good friends. So for sure, a player that like Holland and Ella, I think for sure, right around the same fantasy value spot. If if Holland didn't have her events bump up this year, I'd for sure have Ella higher than her. But I think like they're pretty much neck and neck. But uh, you know, like we're you're you're targeting. You know, that's why you have my guys. It's like when you're in this range, who is the person that I'm targeting? You got to have uh, you know, a strong gut you know, feelings. So, oh yeah, with Kat, I just think when you're looking at her and you're like, man, I can choose between Kat or Holland or Ella, or maybe you're like looking at own. I just think Kat's going to be like, I've talked a little bit about like having like a uh, friends on tour, you know, like the prodigy teams real tight, like the Discraft teams game. And you see Anthony Barella, you know, reuniting with Adam and, see a lot of people who are friends on tour um you see a lot of couples on tour not even going to get into all those but just a lot of people that have a nice like solid social foundation on the road i think that provides a huge value well i think cats it sounds like she's flying solo with her cat um this year cat and cat hot funny um but yeah i just think her vibes her and nico's vibes are a little weird um coming into this season so I had uh, I had both of them like going into the year I had them pretty high like but I'm just a little it's almost like the the Phoenix Suns vibes going into NBA this year. Sometimes you just got to read the room and 
and sometimes those vibes do translate in fantasy and in the um what happens at the end of the year so vibes around a uh, cat and nico originally i was hot on both of them and i've definitely simmered off a little bit on fantasy value but that's not to knock them from like discount them huge that's just saying when you're looking around where like the other players around their fantasy value i'm just going to have them on the lower end of that tier essentially so you know not going to overreact and drop her too hard but definitely going to be cognizant and probably put her on the lower end of a tier of other players who i feel have better vibes going into the season i think that's what we got to be aware of as fantasy managers you got to have a pulse on what's going on and and that's where i think uh, a lot of development will come on on my end as well you know like a guy like um dude i bet terry Terry Miller, man, would freaking crush it at fantasy disc golf if he uh, if he really buckled down. Just because he's got the he's got the no. Him and Johnny, they in the no. So, uh, some but sometimes it's also about quantifying fantasy value as well. Just like knowing the system, you know, like is it like in uh, fantasy basketball, eight cat, nine cat points league. Eventually, we'll get to that in disc golf. You know, what's your league setting like? Are you in a category league? Are you in a points league? You know, we'll start getting into that. What's your FPO, MPO roster ratio like? Um, that's going to be f- fun for me as an analyst to kind of like dive more into different fantasy values based on what your settings are like. Thank you so much for listening. I think that will wrap it up for our fantasy feature card. These are really the players I'm looking to target for great fantasy value in in fantasy disc golf draft guys this year or fantasy disc golf drafts this year be on the lookout 115 four days january 15th we are dropping the chill disc days draft guide make sure to check out my post on instagram and twitter if you want to qualify to win those discs super stoked to release it i think it's going to be a great like let's just get locked in on trying to quantify some fantasy values you know and then we'll adjust as some of the schedules and stuff drop. You know, tons of news with players switching teams and schedules dropping. So lots of movement. I'll stay on top of it. We'll keep on top of it with the adjusted fantasy rankings. But that will do it for this episode of Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I am your host, Matthew Williams. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Williams and Instagram at Chill Disc Days. Check out the Chill Disc Days Draft Guide dropping Sunday. Thank you so much for listening, and may all your bogeys become birdies.